Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's not a big deal. I hear no, more I than know, enough. I know, but I'm just saying. I don't, it's like talk adult talk. But it's really not adult talk. I hear everything. And, like, I deal with it, like, probably as equal as my mom does. Obviously, my mom hears it. You know us, you love us. We're back again. Another episode of our very special series between me at Kara, no, me, Kara, at Everyone's Business But Mine, Megan at Bravo Happy Hour, another just incredible union. Here we are today to talk about Teresa and Gia Judice. Wow. Megan, let's get into it. I mean, there's a lot to cover and unpack with these two. And I always want to say, like, before we get into this, like, I can talk about other people's mommy issues, but I can't talk about my own. So it's it's a it's a hour long projection for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really fun one because we've talked about housewives and their mothers. We haven't gone into a housewife and her daughter yet, and I'm excited. Me too, especially between Teresa and Gia, because we met Teresa and Gia when she was only eight years old. So we've watched her from a little girl. We watched her mom have like her sister on television, and now we've kind of watched this progression of her. And it's not just like, oh, she grew up like, you know, Vicki Gumbelson's daughter. It's like, no, like she grew up and both of her parents went to jail. Her grandparents both died and her father was deported. Like that, it's like a, it's a very um, heavy story arc for a young girl who didn't sign up for this. It truly, it truly is. And that's why I said the controversial statement of if, Gia was doing coke in college she deserves that more than anybody else on this planet okay she's been through so much 
There's she nothing was... like an upper in a bathroom at a party <laughs> to make you forget your problems. I wouldn't know from experience, but I've heard I've good heard things. Things <laughs> as well. Um, let's start from the beginning, I guess. Like when we see, when we meet the Judice Judice family, it is like everything. It was like truly an, an episode of Toddlers and Tiaras. It's so amazing to see Teresa drop like thousands of dollars in cash as her little monsters are just running around a boutique. We're really trying to get Teresa or um, Gia into acting, modeling, <laughs> dance. She's she's going to be a, a quadruple threat. I I loved like these early seasons. I just watched season one. Gosh, over the holidays. What a what a trip back. What a real trip back. And I remember thinking, God, Teresa's doing everything wrong with these children. <laughs> and I love to see it. Yeah, like, oddly enough, I mean, okay, I'm a Teresa apologist, which, like, again, says more about me than it does about um, anything else. But I found, like, yeah, in the beginning, she spoils them rotten. They are little menaces. But they've all kind of grown up to be really sweet young girls. And I think had they not gone through the prison situation and the camp of it all, I think they would have really turned into little monsters like Kim Zolciak Bierman's kids. But because they had like a true traumatic experience happen to them, they've all kind of remain grounded. But yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I would do anything to see Gia Giudice strut herself on a catwalk again. Like even though like she was basically the first Gigi and Bella and wait actually there was one moment that I always love like from probably season two and Danielle was like talking about her daughter being a model and she was like comparing her daughter Christine to Gia and she was like oh, my daughter's a real model my daughter's on the cover of a magazine it's like Gia like did that for fun she wasn't trying to like make it a career <laughs> like relax yeah. Danielle I feel like she said something about her height, too. Like, she can't really be a model if she's only 5'1". Like, Danielle, calm down. This is a child. <laughs> also, look at her father. She is not going to be getting any taller than 5'3", max. Like, there is no possible way. Not a chance on earth. Uh, I mean, she's <laughs> really, like, born of a, a wine-soaked meatball. And <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> in her favor we'll say that she's yeah doing the best she can know. I mean my god um do you remember there was a scene where Gia did a she was doing like a dance recital and <laughs> Teresa like makes her she like brings in contraband and by contraband I mean some like sparkly lip gloss that the dancers oh, yeah. told her specifically not to wear <laughs> And then she's on stage, the poor girl, and you can hear her ask her, like, fellow dancer, do I look okay? And her, the girl's like, your face is really red. She's like, no, I know, it's not my fault. It's my mom. She made me do it. <laughs> oh. It's like, just let your daughter be beautiful and six years old. Like, she does not need to get a glam squad before a dance recital. Truly. I mean, Gia's a gorgeous <laughs> girl but she was a gorgeous child too like what a stunner what a cutie I mean all of those girls have turned out to be really beautiful for yeah having two parents who are wine-soaked meatballs which I really think is a <laughs> a beautiful image that I'm actually seeing and yeah at, like Joji DJ is a meatball with toothpick legs 
and <laughs> he surprisingly had beautiful kids. And even like I, I don't like hate on kids how they look. I'm, I'm like unless you're a couple certain kids, then it depends. Um, but Melania always kind of like was definitely like going through her awkward phase. And now she's like turned into this beautiful butterfly. And I was like, all right, I think all four of them have a, a great shot of being um, not not looking like their big Italian father, which sometimes Italian girls get the Italian dad gene. Uh-huh. And that could get a little <laughs> a little seedy. <laughs> I see if you. If yeah. Uh, another scene that I thought was so funny in season two, they're like making sauce. Do you remember? Oh, my the- God making 200 cans of sauce for the year and Teresa's you know asking are you is it time of the month for you (laughs) (laughs) um but poor Gia's like peeling the tomatoes she's like eight or nine she's wearing a full-on apron she's got a bandana like she's giving you real Nona from the old country realness and Teresa's like are you gonna make the sauce for your husband because that's the only way he'll love you Gia make the sauce yeah she's like oh my god okay i did grow up in an italian household and like my grandparents remind me a lot of like nono and the grandma and so like every time i see them on television like i cry because i have issues but i used to do the exact same thing growing up like we would do like full days of tomato sauce and my grandparents had like a tomato sauce room in their basement where they would have like 400 cans of tomato sauce and your hands would be like soaked red for like three days um so I loved I loved seeing that and I do think like as much as Teresa is petty and shady towards the other women like Teresa was right when she called Caroline an olive garden an olive garden Italian versus like Teresa who like they all speak Italian like her husband was deported to Italy for god's sakes (laughs) like yeah, <laughs> you know, like her Caroline's husband would be deported to like Paramus. Like that's right. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, they're like I. I always felt like that was why was that such a big deal? Because Teresa was right. Like she was trying to be shady and call her like a sixteenth Italian, and <laughs> but that's fine. Like it's true. Like you, Caroline, cannot say that you and your husband families are both from the same tiny town in Italy. Like. That is about as Italian as you can get. Yeah. And also, when I was like doing research for this, Joe and Teresa go so far back. Joe is two years older than Teresa, and their parents had known each other forever. And when Teresa was born and was in the hospital, Joe came and visited her as a two-year-old. He came with his mother. (laughs) Like, he came alone. He drove his car. He loved her so much. (laughs) And climbing up those hills of... (laughs) Wherever, wherever they live oh. yeah there. sala okay. kundalina or something yeah. <laughs> i like truly like i have a list of places i want to go and like hotels and random things i like picked up on over the years on this document and like that town is on the list i'm like i gotta do a bonus episode straight from the source get joe judice on the mic expose <laughs> everything that happened we need it right now Maybe you can answer this question. What is going on with Joe? Is he living in the Bahamas or is he just visiting there? I have no idea, but I don't trust people when they like go to islands for extended periods of time, whether it's like Army Hammer recently or like Jeffrey Epstein. It's like when you guys are having too much fun in the sun, that's when problems start. Like that's what I think. You can't be having too much fun because then you let your guard down. And I mean, in their case, you just start assaulting people. Right. (laughs) I can't have that. <laughs> we cannot have that at all. 
Oh my gosh. Joe is such a, a fascinating house husband to me because he's so like stupid. <laughs> yeah, he is very stupid. <laughs> he's very dumb, but then he says these wild things where you're like, what is happening in your brain that this is coming out of your mouth? But also he's just so complicated in that like the way he handles things, like he takes no responsibility at any point. Like in watching old seasons for this episode, I'm like, my God, there was never a shot in hell that this man would not end up back in Italy. You know, <laughs> like the writing was on the wall. And then I watched the episode that happened in season three, the one that we've all been talking about lately, Melania's fifth birthday episode. In which we get two absolute bangers from Gia. The first you were one, then you were two, then you were three, then you were four, then you were five. A special song for Melania. And then we get treated to Gia's sad song. What a moment. What an absolute moment. And honestly, I think that Gia might have a a sixth sense. And that is the, uh, the gift of being of prophetess. Because I was watching the song and then I watched the season seven premiere in which Teresa comes back from camps. Okay. Um, And everything that Gia said in that song was a foretelling of what she did that morning, waking up in the morning at four 30, thinking about so many things of her mother coming back from jail, just wishing things would get better, trying to get rid of them. The paparazzi camped out outside the house. Okay. This is like poetic. I'm like, I'm like, I'm captivated. I'm like, what's next? What's next? <laughs> Thinking about how nothing's going to be the same. Uh, hello. Knowing that when her mom comes back, her dad's got to go back into the clink. Okay. Oh, um, clink, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> clink, clink. Um, then she's waking up in the morning, doing her hair, makeup, getting the clothes on, getting the other girls ready for her mom's return. Having to go to school right after her mom comes back because it's like six o'clock in the morning that she gets out of jail. I mean, it, it's it's line by line. It's actually shocking how she predicted her future, her own future. No wonder she was so upset. Yeah, I mean, I think there was like financial issues brewing in the house before it became like very public to the world. I mean, cause you see, like it's probably like season three where Jackie, um, Jacqueline and them start being like, what's going on? What's going yep. on? So you must've seen like Joe drinking a ton of wine, being upset. Like she could feel that. And like kids aren't stupid and they are very loud. So I can imagine like a fight in that house with that echoey marble, <laughs> flooring floor to ceiling marble like you probably hear what's happening and I just think she was probably really privy to everything the fighting that was happening between her mom and her uncle you know like that weighs heavy on a kid and like to be you know going from like one incredible song talking about the years of her sister's life and there's also one line in that song called you have such muscular legs when you do gymnastics which like thank you so much for bringing that up like that is so poetic like what would what sister wouldn't want to hear that about their calves she's a storyteller Uh, like bob dylan could never she's a raconteur like she (laughs) what can't she do and also like one thing i really love about 
that song obviously like it's rooted in so much pain which is a really hard thing but of course now it's become like this massive tiktok thing and you know people who don't know the story behind this young little girl crying are now like making their own jokes which i found super similar to like the taylor armstrong um cat meme where it's like taylor is literally like screaming at camille because she like exposed that her husband is a, a like beating her up like it it, like these memes are like so funny to look at and then like behind the meme is like true desperation and people being like I (laughs) like I have a really horrible situation I'm in right now and I can either scream or sing about it (laughs) truly I mean watching that scene over it's on YouTube you guys the like two minute 48 second clip (laughs) I just watched it before this too and I was like oh my god (laughs) It is shocking. Did you notice that there was a girl standing right next to Gia with a phone right in Gia's face? And I just like, do you think that she thinks like, damn, I wish I had that cell phone footage now of that (laughs) Gia singing. Get her on the pod. Right. How do I find this child? Um, Yeah, that scene is so... It's one of the darkest things that's ever been recorded. I put that on everything. It's, like, all the adults' reactions, all of them, like, realizing, holy shit, what is this child scene? It's been way too much. And much like you're a Teresa apologist, I'm a Caroline Manzo apologist. Oh, interesting. I know. (laughs) Oh, interesting. (laughs) I could also be one of those, too. I could also be one of those. I mean, you, people can feel however they want to feel about Caroline. Some, a lot of people feel like she's a villain, and I respect that. But she was never wrong about Teresa and Joe. Not once. She predicted exactly what was going to happen. That yeah. he was going to go away. That Teresa was going to, like, find her independence. And that she was going to want to leave. Things were going to happen. She knew. She knew exactly. She knew exactly. And no wonder Teresa thought that maybe she gave her up to the feds. Because how did she know? How did she know? Like, I want to know, has anybody asked Caroline, why did you think that? What was going on that made you think that this was going to happen? You know, I just think it's like rumblings throughout like a small town. Like, you know, they've known each other for a while. And Caroline's family is obviously all mobbed up as well. So they probably have their ear to the ground when it comes to like faulty construction companies and Joe not paying people. And, you know, Joe was also like getting DUIs and wasn't able to drive and had a driver and all these things. Like, I feel like they all kind of knew he was a questionable dude. And then, you know, once you start coming on television and you're giving, yeah, your wife like $10,000 in cash to go to like a furniture store and buy some of the ugliest pieces I've ever seen. Like, I think that starts like raising red flags. And Caroline was probably like, you know what? Like my husband like goes to work every day, busts his butt, tries really hard for our family and has given us this really incredible life. Whereas like you're going to cut corners and you're going to lie, cheat and steal. Like that's that's not it's not going to end well for you. I mean, and we're seeing it with freaking Jen Shaw right now. Oh my God. Truly, truly, truly. Um, You just really brought back a memory of Joe getting that DUI. Remember when he tried to say that he was it that he got into like a car wreck and they called the police, but then he decided to drink while they were waiting for the police to come. 
It was like I went. I ended up going to Tony's house. I had three to four glasses of wine before they got there. It was bizarre. And then they were like, "You're drunk driving." He's like, "No, I was drinking wine after. I was so shaken up." Like what? <laughs> Joe. I mean, honestly. <laughs> so also, like, you live in Jersey. It's like if you call the cops after a, like a car accident, they'll be there in eleven minutes max. Like you're not in the middle of right. Nebraska where there's like a you know police station forty five miles out. Like they're in like a very busy suburban town. The cops would come before you had the chance to woof a couple of glasses of wine. Exactly. I mean, my God, trying to lie your way through that is just what a by like what a- lying your way through a DUI by saying you were drinking more <laughs> you're like yeah, i was drinking before the accident but it wasn't that bad but so then i decided yeah. to drink so much more just to solidify my um my statement to the police i guess <laughs> god and the drinking did not stop i mean this is where really where we see like gia step into the role as the mother of the house like oh, yeah. gone. uh joe is chugging like jugs like wine by the jug like just carlo rossi after carlo rossi um he's screaming all the time i mean that special where you know like the trees in jail special and we like get it inside of like what's happening because didn't they like stretch out the seasons like whatever like between six and seven i think there was like a long break because Teresa was gone yeah there definitely was that prison special in between um yeah what a dark i mean she's what 15 at that point 14 15 it's like having to take little age for a young girl it's truly 15 years old your dad's your mom's in jail your dad's drunk and just screaming at everybody you're having to take care of your child like an elementary age sisters like that's too much no 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 shuffling around Aww. he's failing r.i.p to no no i Dude, mean peace. two of the most pure people on this earth Teresa's parents you know right like uh, he literally was making octopus at like five in the morning like before the <laughs> girls went to school like they went to school and their house smelled like octopus before they woke up like that <laughs> that is that's a commitment to your art and to your family's um palettes it's it's a it's a real testament you're doing like the feast of the seven fishes three days a week no no i mean my god (laughs) (laughs) and honestly he probably was like driving to new york and like putting a fishing rod in the water and getting it himself he's like i'm gonna fish for my family like that's how much i love my family except like Joe Gorga and like they're fu- like I will like I mean we actually saw the flashback a couple episodes ago where Joe Gorga is like my father my father like I have night I also just woke my dog up by doing that she like <laughs> shot up she's like oh, my dad where's my dad oh my god that was the the christening oh, of um whichever one of his children Joey, Those- Joey or Gino <laughs> They end up getting into a full-on brawl. Um, who was the child that was in the stroller? Adriana, you left Adriana in the stroller. <laughs> Poor Adriana, an infant, just left to fend on by herself in like a, a, a gray coast stroller. The poor thing. Um, gosh, what she's Gia's truly seen too much. 
truly seen too much so when we see her sing the song and everybody's like wow i just can't believe what's happening it's like well she saw it she saw it within her own eyes of like her dad her drunk dad and her uncle with his like hairspray that like makes it seem like he's not balding oh yeah it's at a christening and then (laughs) It's like supposed to be like the happiest day for their family. Also, that christening was like more elaborate than like a normal person's wedding. Like there was like 600 people at that wedding. I mean, that christening. Just like a super sweet 16 for a child who was (laughs) never going to remember it. I mean, they'll see it on television for the rest of their fucking lives. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. By learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Can we just get into the fashions real quick? The, those clothes that Teresa would make the girls wear. All the I tutus. All of them would match. Like there was one episode, I think, I think that when they were in Italy. Sorry, one second. <coughs> when they had all gone to Italy, there was this one outfit where they're all wearing these basically like little ball gowns with these hats. Oh, I have to find it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I think because I rewatched like all of Jersey a couple months ago. And I, like, will constantly take, like, screenshots of it. And then I'll never see it again. And then I'll go through, like, my desktop. And I'm like, why do I have 73 pictures of Teresa's <laughs> daughters? And then, like, Teddy Mellencamp wearing poorly fitting hats. Like, I just, <laughs> the trope I like, uh, I like it. <laughs> I can't explain it. <laughs> I love, like, Teresa's fashion in the first two seasons for me is just, like, the things that stand out to me are her attempts at hiding her three head. Um, with like backwards hats, a lot of scarves, like 
a lot of like Bon Jovi kind of looks. Um, there's a lot of those like stretchy headbands that you put on your head. That's like I don't even know what material that is. They're just like stretchy and see-through and shiny and crinkly. Just that. Remember those old shirts that they had like in the late '90s where oh, they were like yes. three inches big, and then they would stretch because they had that like really stretchy material that was like pokey. <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I'm like. <laughs> genuinely think I own one still like I was at a thrift store like three years ago and I was like this is in and then I like got home and I put it on I was like this is the truly the most unflattering thing on me this yeah looked great when I was in seventh grade and had like no boobs and an, or an ounce right. of fat on me <laughs> now I'm like well <laughs> not the best look <laughs> not a great look but you know a moment in time something we've all had to go through as women you know I'm like going through images of her forehead now and that's been a that's been a journey <laughs> wow oh every I mean just the outfits just horrendous so much tool I mean how many bolts of tool do you think that family's gone through just miles oh, they must miles. have like a room in the basement where they just keep like miscellaneous bows tool sequences like I think Teresa would actually own a bedazzler oh for sure a woman like her on the go you She's never like, it's a bedazzler it's a bedazzler no it's a bedazzler Teresa <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, you need it. When you're a woman in fashion like her, you know, oh, yeah. um, a Diane von Furstenberg, you know, a, <laughs> a Calvin Klein, a Teresa Giudice, you need to have a dancer on hand at any given moment. I mean, I'm shocked she didn't start some sort of fashion line. I mean, we definitely got a lot of drinks and books, which I am doing a thing on my podcast where I like cook through her cookbook. And... Oh it's like a really laborious project and I've been like working on it for like two months now. I'm like, what? why is this what I choose to do with my free time? Like I have other things to, to do, but instead I'm like, today I'm making Teresa DJ's minestrone soup. <laughs> like for nobody, for me to take notes and then podcast about it. I'm like, I need to, I don't know. I need to change my life. <laughs> do you um do you have a recipe that you thought was a real standout like something that you would repeat there was one that was like veal with capers I can get the exact <laughs> I can get the page number for you um later on but it was really good I mean her recipes are really really simple and again like here I am being a Teresa apologist I'm like she's actually an amazing cook um <laughs> but Italian food can be very healthy um i.e. skinny Italian, as long as you don't put, like, you know, so much heavy cream and all of that kind of stuff in it. And, like, like she talks about in the foreword of the book, like, Italian food that you eat in Italy is not what you eat in America. The same thing as, like, going to China. And they're like, you're like, I'll have the General Chaz chicken. And they're like, what? Like, no, like, that's not in our culture. And so, like, a lot of her foods, like, she doesn't do, like, a penny all vodka or a chicken parm, which aren't, like, authentically Italian things. She'll do, like, a very simple, like, pasta with peas and some pancetta and parmesan. And, again, like, here I am, like, now being like, I, ca I gotta get off this pod and, like, make that pasta because it's calling <laughs> my name. <laughs> it sounds really good. Uh, is that from Skinny Italian or are you working through other books? 
I'm just working through Skinny Italian right now. And then the next book I'm going to do is Quad Web for Married to Medicine's cookbook. But that is like Southern cooking. So it's like truly the opposite of Skinny Italian. I'm like, uh, I don't know if I can do that going into the summer months. So that might have to be a fall into next winter project. Yeah, heavy on the the sticks of butter as an ingredient, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, So I just want to talk about how Joe is a piece of shit, okay? I would love to. There is a scene, again, in the premiere of season seven, in which they're, like, preparing for Teresa's return. So the lawyer, James, comes over to the house and he's talking to Joe. Like, okay, here's what's going to happen. She's going to be on the ankle monitor for six weeks. The um, parole officer is going to come a couple hours after she gets home. They're going to put the ankle monitor on. She's going to have it for six weeks. And then she's free to travel within the state, you know, provided, you know, all the rules and regulations that Teresa is going to have to deal with in like the upcoming couple months. Joe's response to that is, oh, what did he say? Oh, he says, you know, it's been hard because the girls think that they can boss me around, but like, thank God she's coming home and I won't have to drive all the way up there anymore. You put her in jail, you motherfucker. What are you talking about? The inconvenience of having to drive to see your wife that you put in jail. He's a monster. He's such a jerk. And I could see like, I could see like he loves his kids, of course, but like, to be so unwilling to apologize to Teresa and like that's what she needed. Like she talked about it on the show. She's like, he's never once like looked me in the eye and said, like, I'm so sorry for doing this to you. Like, I understand, like, we're done, we're at the tail end of it. I'm sorry. Like, I shouldn't have done like he couldn't apologize. And that's such a sign of like a weak man who can't see the error in his ways. It's like you yeah. really put your family in such a horrible position for years and years and years. Like, it wasn't like this was a one-month thing and you're done, you're fine, whatever. It was a month. Like, the, she was gone for, like, eight, nine, ten months. Yeah. Like, that's out of, con- out of control. And to not be able to admit it is just is cowardly. And, and it's like, dude, you've already been proven guilty, like, on 47 occasions. Like, <laughs> you don't have to sit up here and say, like, I still didn't do it. It's like, if you didn't do it, the courts wouldn't have put you and your wife in jail. Period. You could just period. say it was really dumb. It was really, but even like, I remember in Atlanta Housewives when like Apollo went to jail. He's like, yeah, right. Like I did this. Yeah, right. It's like you did it. Yeah, you did. Like you. There's no smoke without fire, especially in these types of situations where it's like, if a court and a judge is like going through documents to prove you did something, and then they prove you did something. You can just say, like, yeah, it was fucking stupid, and I was selfish, and I took advantage of people. But when you can't, like, it's, like, at a certain point, like, drop it. Like, you did it. It's okay. But you did it. when your citizenship is on the line, (laughs) like, try and act like you're a little bit contrite, and you're a little bit regretful of the actions that you take. Like, for you to get out of jail and say, oh, yeah, like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, did you really think that they were going to allow you to stay in America after that? I mean, even like uh, Melissa, um, Teresa's father would always say, like, I told him to get his citizenship paperwork. Like, he's been living here for long enough. He's married to an American. He has children here. Like, get your citizenship 
paperwork, but that probably would have opened up a can of worms with the government in the first place. They'd start poking around. Maybe they'd find some things. They'd see his social security number, you know, was being used to get these loans, which even that, like, because he's not a citizen, he was probably using Teresa's social security number to get loans and things. Like, I think that's how she got tied into it because, you know, he probably didn't, like, you don't get the same, like, financial freedom when you come to this country on a visa as you would if you were a normal American citizen to like start businesses and to get various loans and whatnot. So like, I think he was using her for that kind of security and then, you know, refused to get in himself because he's like, shit. Yeah. Like I'm like an absolute fraudster. Um, so if they start poking around my files, they will, they'll find a lot, (laughs) find a lot of bad stuff. A lot of, um, yeah, inflating of numbers and, yeah, a, a lot of just scammy, scammy shit. I mean, yeah, the way he treats his daughters is so interesting because you're right. Like, he did, he does clearly love them, but, like, everything he does in the way he treats Teresa is so fucked up. Like, yeah. even – and to, like, I don't it, – it's just very sad. So there's a point where um, – it's like probably midnight where James is at the house and Gia comes down to uh, bring him like a bag of her clothes and stuff that she can change into. So she's not like in her jail garb. Right. Um, in the orange or whatever, green. I think she was wearing green. Yeah. Um, so she comes down with clothes and like a brush, like makeup and stuff. And then Gia and Joe start getting back, going back and forth about like the little kids, like Adriana and who's the other one? Uh, their names, always, I always get Gabriella. So Gabriella and Adriana are going to go to school, and they're going back and forth because I guess like Teresa and Gia, the mothers, decided that the two younger girls didn't have to go to school that day, and Joe keeps yelling at her, and it's like she's not your wife, sir. She's your daughter. She is your daughter. The fact that you guys are going back and forth about parenting. And also, like, Gia was right. Like, why the, Why should those kids go to school when their mom just got back from jail? How do you sit in <laughs> homeroom when you're like, my mom just got back from jail? What's your show and tell? You're like, my mom's prison tags. Like, what? No. <laughs> Stay home. It's one day. I, I really don't think education is, like, the top of their, you know, priority list in the first place. But I guess, like, not day. Have- one day it'll be fine oh my god it's just it, it it's so sad i i really feel virgia and i hope she's having like the best time over at ruckus over at ruckus yeah um, i mean okay like this season's been a lot of back and forth between like evan cheating and the cocaine stuff but i believe evan is cheating and gia does cocaine like and of course like again you're in college have fun but like i definitely think evan's cheating <laughs> i don't know like once she had the second party to be like everybody go around and tell evan you don't think he's cheating i'm like honey you know it we know it joe bonino knows it <laughs> like we all know it <laughs> like i think it's true i think it's true yeah, everybody in Patterson knows that they all know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I mean, are we gonna be shocked? Are we gonna be shocked? Like Jackie saying, this was so fun. Like his reputation means everything. His reputation in finance, like as people who live in the tri-state area and have probably been with several finance guys, yeah. um, they're always cheating all the time. That's what they do, and it's probably how they get 
move up the corporate ladder. Cheating is probably going to help him better than being faithful to you, Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Jackie, like, oh, you really care about your husband's career in finance? Decide to go on the Real Housewives of New Jersey for literally no reason. You have all of this money. You're not shilling a product. Remember, she was like a mommy blogger the first season. (laughs) That's done. (laughs) Like, what are you doing on this show? Like, you have nothing... You have no point of being on this show. I'm kind of over it. Like, when she was kind of MIA for the last couple episodes, I'm like, this is so much nicer. I I, I like, you know, I'm like, let's get Jennifer Aiden. Like, she needs to be getting drunk and upset about something. Like, that's kind of the more the vibe I want to go. Jackie's just kind of annoying me. And and I feel bad for her because I think she knows, like, shit, this whole season's going to be about, like, my cheating-ass husband. And, like, what if he really is cheating? (laughs) Shit. (laughs) (laughs) that Jackie should be in Orange County I I think it would be a much better fit for her like I don't want to watch it it doesn't make me want to watch the show anymore but I just think she would be better in Orange County and bring um what's her face the blonde one Gina over to Jersey oh yeah that could be a nice swap I think that's perfect I think it's perfect um I'm really loving Jennifer this season I have to say Oh, me too. She's a absolute train wreck, and I'm, I'm here for it. I love her parent drama, and usually yeah. I, I don't really like, I, I don't care about people's parents on these shows, but I'm loving their dynamic, and then also the fact that they're like, my dad and my sister and my brother are gonna go to Turkey. I'm like, we're in a pandemic. Why is your old ass dad getting on a plane to go to Turkey? Like, I understand your family's there, but this is the time you're supposed to like have your dad hang out in the pool in his shorts in the pool house relaxing like he should not be getting on a plane that is an absolute (laughs) bad idea seriously by the way that was a great impression of jennifer (laughs) i'm like honestly (laughs) i don't i don't even know how it happens it like happens so fast (laughs) like i don't even hear it and then sometimes i'll go back and like edit my own work and i'm like oh that was pretty good yeah oh yeah real bad (laughs) (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. So season eight, now Joe's in jail. Eric Camps, excuse me. He's at Camps. Um, and the girls are starting to act out. Melania, who clearly like really was buddy buddy with Joe, she's going through it. And then Gia has to have this conversation with Teresa about her parenting. And how she's a bad mother. <laughs> she's basically a bad mother. She's like, I-, I think you give the girls too much freedom. 
I think you're spoiling them. I don't think this is good parenting. I don't think this makes you a good mother. And I think you need to ship up or shape, you know, ship out, whatever the word is. Um, So Teresa looks at her much like she looked at Jackie this season where you can tell she's like, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, this is a very tough concept for me to understand. Just like no thoughts, just vibes going on in that brain of hers. And it's sad. <laughs> it's sad because Teresa says, you know, like, I, I want to do the best for my girls. I was, I grew up in a very strict household. And so like, I don't want to be that strict with my kids. Everybody understands that. Like, usually people go the opposite of how they were raised if yeah. they didn't like things, you know? Um, and then she's like, you know, I, I just don't like saying no to them. And Gia's like, yeah, that's not what you should be doing. And she's 16 or 17 at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's like, girl, that's really sad that she has to sit you down and tell you to be a tougher parent to her sibling. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, hey, mom, when you were gone, I really whipped the girls into shape. They're doing their chores on time. They are taking out the trash every night. Like, we have a well-oiled machine that I did. And Great. <laughs> Me and my dad husband had a, had a yeah, real my dad husband <laughs> had a real good thing going here and you're messing us all up um gosh it's it's so sad and then we see like even now Gia's life is being shaped by her parents mistakes she wants to go to law school she wants to go to like be an immigration lawyer she is having to suffer, like, in season eight and nine, however long Joe was in ice, like, having to suffer through his outbursts. They're, like, she's trying to get her prom dress, and Joe calls from ice, and then he starts talking about how Teresa's been spending all his money, and that she's, like, Robin Hood, and she's out, like, like, sir, you don't have any money. These cameras? These, like, recording that you just gave uh, consent to? <laughs> Yeah. Um, this is all of her. Like, I could not believe that he's literally getting mad. You're sitting in ice talking about how the money you spend on hair and nails, you could probably retire on. You could probably retire on it because it's not your money, sir. Like, what are you talking about? And poor thing. Like, what a what a moment when you're like a teenager to go dress shopping with your mom for prom. Like, that's like a milestone to a lot of girls. Right. And you're having to like be in the middle of a fight between your parents again he's sitting there in ice in an ice facility going back and forth with her mother i mean it's shocking it is shocking i will hang this phone up right now sir (laughs) i mean i just think like at a certain point he just started like going the opposite direction and where he should have gone like he should have just said you're sorry but instead he's like actually i'm gonna make this so much worse like you're gonna really really resent me even like before he left i remember he was like drinking a lot before he was going and was like so mean to Teresa as if like she did anything as if she did anything it it's sick it's actually sick to act like he is in jail because of her like that's literally what he did to her i i mean i would have told him to like take his ass back to italy right now Take your ass back. I mean, like, your daughter shouldn't have to do a change.org petition for you to be able to stay in the country. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's not 
something that a child should have to do. She's like, I'm starting a Kickstarter to um, get my dad some money for his legal bills. Like, even that. Like, Teresa paid for all of his legal bills and paid all of his debt back. Like, he got to move to Italy and just, like, eat cacio e pepe and drink delicious wine <laughs> constantly. And, like, and still talk shit. Yeah, you you were free. You're sitting there debt free in a beautiful country, practicing with your nunchucks without a care in the world, because of your wife who worked her fingers to the bone making sauce, you know, and and writing cookbooks to get to give you the lifestyle that you've been accustomed to, sir. But let's think about that. It's well, really- remember when he like was like, oh, my business is downhill. I've got no more money tree. Like we've got nothing. So I'm going to open up a pizzeria. And then like, <laughs> there was like a three week pizzeria thing where that probably got sh- shut down by the feds really fast. <laughs> when he's like, tree, would you still love me if I just ran this pizzeria? <laughs> She's like, mm, kind of not really. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> make real money. today. Truly. I mean, what a way to, to funnel money than a restaurant or a bar. We'll all just say that. It's Let's never been done it. before. <laughs> oh, my God. I Do you have any other thoughts? I mean, what are what are your hopes for Gia? Do you see like a Gia and Frankie endgame? What, what do you want from that? Um, I mean, <laughs> sorry, my fucking brother sorry my brother was texting me some stupid shit um i would like for them to get together i feel like that would be exactly what dolores and Teresa have always wanted but also could be like a negative situation where it's like you could just kind of be like joe and Teresa like again like or it's like family friends who have known each other since the day they were born and could be a little too close to home but i would like to see like a wedding special because they're Ugh. both really attractive, and I, I, I'm for it. They're beautiful, beautiful people, honestly. Um, I go, oh my God, a writing special. You're getting me emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, like, I fucking cried at, like, Lauren Manzo's engagement. I'm, like, sitting on my couch. I'm like, I'm so alone, and she found such a good man. Like, what? <laughs> I've heard rumors that maybe they're not together anymore. I don't know. I feel like they're together, but I think like people are really. I think Lauren's uber sensitive um, about. I mean, of course, like cyberbullying is like so real, especially on these shows. But I think she like doesn't want people to like talk about how he looks. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I've read that somewhere where she's like, we don't want our family like being out there anymore. It's like, well, honey, you were on a television show for years, and then you got a spinoff. So yeah, you know, your husband. We all know what he looks like. It was like relax. But sure? they haven't had a second kid, which is, I mean, I'm not saying you need to have a second kid, whatever, but everybody's so obsessed with that kid, you would think that they would keep popping them out if, like, Caroline's going to watch her every day. That'd be so yeah. fun. I mean, given what we've seen of that family, it's surprising that she does not have another child. And it's surprising, I mean, it's not surprising that, um, uh, what's it called, Albie and Chris, they're both, like, no. in serious relationships now, but I'm waiting for one of them to, like, pull the trigger, like, you guys are such mama's boys. They probably are like, will you ever compare to my mother? Oh, God. She'll never be, like, as good as my mom. It's like, well, you can't find, like, a thoughty girl and then be like, why can't you just sit at home and make raviolis for me and my kids? 
don't you love the ham game? Like, you know, it's like, what? <laughs> Their mommy oh. issues are. We should actually do Mommy Dearest with those kids. We absolutely should. Because... I mean, I also fear that mom would come after us. And that's fine, you know? I <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Huge public publicity for our shows. <laughs> Exactly. Always, always an up, an, a silver lining to every story. Um, this was very cathartic. I, I just, I want the best for Gia, even though she's very obviously, you know, like a Trump, Trump supporter. <sighs> Doesn't feel good to say, but um, I want the best for her. I want her to maybe like move to New York. When she, after she graduates, you know, just like do something else, get out of New Jersey, figure out what life is all about. I would like to see her like one night downtown in the Mickey packing district, just like having the best time, you know? Yeah. Like in and out of the bathroom with her friends, a couple going at a time. <laughs> like sky high heels on those cobblestone streets oh i was talking with my friend about that like how in like college i'd like clip clop clip clop like down like the streets of the meatpacking like that four in the morning I'm like why am i wearing these shoes how am i so drunk i'm underage I, none of this <laughs> makes any sense but it's the best city in the world <laughs> it, i mean nothing's better nothing's better uh, <laughs> and tell everybody where they can find you so you can find me at Bravo Happy Hour every Tuesday and Friday. We have new episodes. Tuesdays are news episodes, so we talk about what's going on in the off-screen lives of Bravo Liberties. And then Friday we do bonus episodes, which is just like totally random shit. This week I, I like recapped Kyle Richards' book, which was like taking a couple years taking back a couple decades of feminism. Um, so that's really fun. So tune into that. Um, and then yeah, on Instagram, I'm at Bravo Happy Hour, yeah, at Bravo Happy Hour. Clearly, I like, I truly hate going on Instagram so much. I'm always so envious of like your amazing social media game, and I'm like, I wish I sh- I could do that, but I'm like, my brain is just like, can't, it's like mush when I look at social media. I'm like, I can't, I can't think of clever memes like you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to say that like, even after all this time, I'm shocked that. There is no other, maybe I'm just not aware that there's no other podcast doing what you're doing, which is really talking about like what's happening off screen with them. I feel like people don't really get into it like that. And so, yeah, if you guys haven't checked out Bravo Happy Hour, run, run, don't walk. Thanks. Yeah, I think like, I don't know, in the beginning, like when there was like 11 Bravo podcasts, I kind of found like, oh, this is like a niche that nobody's doing. And it's just like I prefer to talk about what's happening on like in the news rather than like recapping shows and now you know like everybody and their mother is recapping which is great but like recapping as you know like is a really hard thing to do like it's really hard to like stay on track and make astute observations that other people aren't and like as I would try to recap I'm like oh my god I'm horrible at this like this is so bad this is not what I'm good at so being able to kind of realize that was was nice (laughs) leg up You've really got it all figured out because you've really like carved a very special place in the podcasting sphere. So kudos to you, girl. Kudos to you. Well, thank you. I that's very kind of you. And obviously, your podcast is great. But you do like so many different other shows too. Like my like I'm so like I have such bad ADD. Like I can't really like not watch. Like I can only watch Bravo. Like other reality shows like make my mind explode. Like I did get into Ninety Day Fiance, and then I was yeah. like, wait, so there's seventy three spinoffs. 
<laughs> and like there's always new episodes I'm like I have to just step away because I'm yeah I'm, it's too much I feel you I'm phasing out a 90 day and I'm very happy about it it feels great so <laughs> um yeah okay well thank you so much again you have a lovely day thank you guys so much for listening y'all and we'll catch you next time bye who'd you make this up for my mom and you joe i thought it was everyone just us well yeah okay <laughs> waking up in the morning thinking about some Why are you crying? You got such a role. Wait, why are you crying? I don't cry. Marlon, you're so emotional. All right, don't worry. Excuse me. All right, we want, we want to hear it. Don't cry, okay? No, I just want to make sure my dad's not here because I don't get upset. All right, go. so good. so good. Waking up in the morning, thinking about so many things. I just wish things would get better. I'm trying to get rid of them, but nothing seems to stay the same. Woke up in the morning, doing my hair, makeup, getting my clothes on. Walking into school, thinking of what is going to happen next. Oh, whoa, things are just caught up in my mind. Just cannot get rid of them. I'm worrying and worrying. I just cannot get rid of this. I cannot take chances. It is just too much. Waking up in the morning, going into school, worrying and worrying, it is just too much. Yeah, yeah.